Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another adventure. Roll Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. J.C. Cole, did you know it's Wednesday? It is Wednesday. The, the day after National Diabetes Day, when we learn how screwed up people's diets have been since 1958. Now, how do you think that happened? <laughs> I think the government started putting forth a food guide pyramid telling people how to eat so that they became very uh, overhyped on insulin and their insulin receptors wore out. And so then they had to take supplemental insulin. That's how I think it happened. Oh, wait, I have a daughter who's a registered dietitian who explained it to me in science. Yes, yeah, so you don't suppose that would have created an alternative cash flow for somebody, do you? I reckon it would have. Originally, yes. by the way, it would have been pork producers. Right. And have you noticed since about the 1980s <clears throat> that... Um, um, there were very few fat people. Let's, you know, be politically incorrect here. And uh, now we have 25% of the population is obese. Did you notice that? I noticed that trend since 1980. And I'll just be straight up. I, I think in the last three years, the obesity has exploded. I don't know what the data says, but I can tell you in my travels and people that I see, People are obese. Yes, and all you have to do to prove it to yourself is go to Walmart. I don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even for people watching. I don't do that. I just don't no, go. No. no, no, don't do it. Save yourself. Yeah. And your community. Save your community. Don't go to Walmart. Right. First uh -huh. time in five years I've uttered that word on my broadcast, by the way. My goodness, I don't know what to say. You know, we're just being attacked from all areas and it's overwhelming. Yeah, but you, you got to look at it. Um, um, something is definitely wrong with our food supply. And of course, the UN is going to try and solve that by getting us to eat bugs. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about the bright spot of the week, though. We have a huge bright spot after yesterday. Let's do that. Governor Texas, uh, Gov Texas Governor Greg Abbott understands local control, understands the role of a governor to protect his citizens. Yesterday, he implements his invasion clause from the Constitution, which allows him to protect his state borders. And he said publicly, and here's where I'm at, JC, Anybody elected can say something. Don't just give me rhetoric. Follow through on it because I was just at the border. I saw firsthand the carnage that is taking place. He said that he is going to supersede the border patrol and shut down the border. I want follow through. Absolutely. There is so much evidence coming out that um, our borders are wide open and uh, and. Um, well, first, the federal government's doing nothing about it. Well, maybe. I, I'm sorry. Encouraging it. Yeah. I, they're paying people to come. Oh, that's they are. Nice. And yeah. giving them a free transportation wherever they want to go. Oh, you want to go to Portland? Let us fly you up there. 
Yes, and uh, you know, this leads into th something that we've talked about before, but I thought it would be good to bring it up again. Two great quotes by Mark Twain, right? It is easier to fool some people than convince them they have been fooled. Yeah. Right? Now, now, if you think about that, we're sitting there going, hey, have we been fooled? Let's look at the evidence. And then, then of course, the second quote, no amount of evidence can persuade an idiot. And unfortunately, a good amount of our population have turned off their uh, discernible thinking and are idiots. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. No, that couldn't happen. Our government wouldn't do that. First of all, it's not our government. It's a rogue part of our government, which obviously has been hijacked and, um, and taken over. And, and they're destroying the country. You know, and all you have to do is figure out how to destroy the country and you'll see the evidence. So what's the real story from your take? Because the initial report said that Russia launch a miss, launches a missile into Poland, takes out two U.S. senior intelligence officials. And then later in the day, even Biden apparently uttered that the Russians didn't do that. What's really going on there? Well, I think we're picking up pieces of information to this global chess game being played. And, and we're only picking up pieces of it and we're trying to put it together. Um, you know, from what I have seen, it doesn't make, yes, the Russians could have sent some rogue missiles the wrong way and they land in Poland. Okay. Um, is if that it, in such a case, then that's an accident. Is that worth starting World War Three over? Or in other cases, you know that they um, it's pretty obvious that the Russians do not want to start World War Three and that there are groups that are trying hard to start World War Three. And, and the other thing, Trent, is we think about generally we think about things as black and white, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, like. Uh, uh, Oklahoma versus uh, Texas or something like that in a football right. game. Right. Now, we had so many players in this game, and, and of course, most of them are stealth, so we don't know. We've probably got about 10 major players in the game, all with different agendas, and all we see is that there's a conflict between the Russians and the Ukrainians. Um, you know, and and obviously... There are Western governments trying to provoke and increase this conflict to bring it into a global war. That, that's very obvious. The evidence is all there. And they're trying to say that Russia's bad. It's Russia's fault. And, and of course, they've said uh, Russian aggression. Well, what, what, what was Putin's aggression? What, protecting the uh, ethnic uh, cleansing? stopping the ethnic cleansing of, of uh, ethnic Russians in Ukraine. Yeah, so, so there was the trap that was laid. He knew it, but he had to go in. And, uh, and now they're, they're playing it out. And finally, the Russians are taking off the gloves and turning off the electricity in Ukraine. And hey, us, we in America, we better wake up because our grid is incredibly vulnerable. 
I mean, you can accidentally, you know, some of these um, morons can actually just turn off the switch and the entire grid goes down. That's how bad our grid is. Um, you know, it is our glass jaw. We have information, I think, from reliable sources that we have a few thousand Russian Spetsnaz clandestinely on our, on our territory, which would just make common sense if Putin was trying to protect himself. And they can take out our infrastructure very easy. And, and, and let's not underestimate the CCP that, you know, there are 350,000 mainland Chinese in our education system. Do you think that maybe a few of those guys might be military? Just might. How many? 350,000. About 5%. 5% of the U.S. education population are from China? In, in, um, in university. That's yeah. what I mean. In secondary yeah. education. Wow. Right? That's, and, and that, of course, that's significant. Of course, now you're getting reports that you're seeing <clears throat> not only uh, you know, uh, uh, South Americans coming across our, our border, it, you know, you're getting to see, you know, the, the entire world is coming across our border, including, as I heard, I can't prove it, some Russians and some Chinese. No, I can prove it. I was there. I talked to the National Guard in the past six months. The acceleration of Russians, Chinese and Iranians crossing the border illegally is concerning to the people I talked to at the Texas National Guard. That would I, I would be very concerned with that also. Yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm confirming what it is you're hearing. Yeah, which is why I continue to go places and spend money on gas because I want to see it and feel it. J.C. Cole, roll out. We're back with more after this. Right off the bat today, I want to talk about beef. I'm talking in particular about certified Piedmontese and the opportunity for cattlemen to be a part of this system. I'm thinking about certified Piedmontese because yesterday after I had a capital commission meeting in Lincoln, I stopped by the office of certified Piedmontese and uh, cattle numbers are strong for the system. People have overwhelmingly responded. I'm not saying don't inquire, but what I am saying is Check out the quality of these products. We have put together a, a very well-balanced and a consumer-focused beef program. Now, it's not 100%, but it's moving towards mostly grass-fed. Whether you think that's good or not, whether I think it's good or not, it's what the consumer is demanding. And if you're interested in checking out the retail side, go to the website, Certified Piedmontese. It's all about better beef, more tender repeatability. Welcome back. Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole every Wednesday. I'm still just perplexed how everybody wants to blame everything on the russians whether they were involved or not and all of a sudden now people are saying no 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 they didn't shoot that missile on purpose i'm like what what kind of a psychological game am i being played right right that that is a good question and it is a psyop we're, we're being and and notice that all of a sudden uh nato responds immediately to what's known as Article 4, 
which means that they can gather together to discuss the issue, okay? And, and it took them less than a day to decide that. Um, what, because a couple of people died? Have they looked at our fentanyl death rate? 100,000 per year. Yeah. So roughly that's 10,000 per, well, no, I guess it would be 8,000 per month. Correct. So, you know, that, uh, what's that? Um, a, a few hundred a day. And, and, and so these twits, actually, they're not twits. These, I, I don't know what else to call them, but they, they're going to respond and possibly start a global war because of a mistake. What about the mistake in a Russian uh, airliner that was shot down? What about that? Oh, oh, they didn't react on that. Oh, no. You know, and, and so what we're seeing, I believe what we're seeing is that um, the controlling parties for the last hundred years are now being exposed um, to their crimes and their crimes of financial theft uh, and also pedophilia and child sacrifice. And they realize that if the, um, if the uh, common folk, that would be us, wake up, they're going to get lynched. And they, we are waking up. And my guess is they are going to get lynched. But they're trying to start a global war to cover it up first. Yeah. So back to the fentanyl issue, because I believe it is uh, enemy number one, and that being not controlling the border, allowing unfettered uh, drugs to come in this country. In fact, from Arizona this week, there was a report that uh, massive amounts just at the Nogales area where I've been with my friend Dan Bell of fentanyl and heroin and just a massive amount without really trying to patrol the border. They, they caught that, JC. But even if Texas does the right thing and, and says, we're not going to let you cross, we're going to be here. New Mexico and Arizona are not going to do that. From a governor standpoint, it will require the counties, county sheriffs along the border to take a stand and do something extraordinary. And, and that, to me, is where it's going to all play out. I, I agree with you. And I think what it is, is the big picture is that there is a battle for humanity against pure evil. And, and people just can't wrap their, concept, you know, their head around that that evil exists and we're watching it play out. Um, and and that it has many different forms. You know, again, we get back to the Mark Twain quote. Yeah. You know, we've been fooled. We've been fooled on almost we've been lied to on almost every important issue on energy, on oil, on money, um, uh, on cancer, on cancer cures, on on uh, pharmaceuticals. And now we're being lied to about what's happening to go to war with um, the largest nuclear power in the world, who is making it, uh, uh, um, how do you say, building a relationship with the third largest nuclear power because they have to. This is, this is insane. Americans should be making a very close relationship with Russia, right? But the people who infiltrated our government in my opinion, they're clearly, clearly linked to the Nazis. The Nazis have clandestinely came in and, and captured part of our government. And this is documented in that book, 
you know, the rise of the Fourth Reich. Now we mm -hmm. see it. Right. And, and these are all Nazi um, uh, straight out of the playbook of the Nazis. That's still hard for a lot of people to get their mind around. That's true. Because most people think and we're told and don't think about it. Just know that the Nazis were taken out in 1945, never to be heard from again. That, that yeah, there, there's the whitewash. There's the, the you know, the, the, the uh, psyop. What happened was the Nazis never surrendered. Who surrendered was the Germans. There's a difference. One was an ideology and one was a bloodline. And that uh, of all people, the Vatican, I think it's the Jesuits, created the rat line that, that snuck a lot of the Nazis out to South America, Argentina, and um, um, was it Antarctica. And there's a lot of proof of that. And there's a lot of proof that the Nazis have anti-gravity and had it long before we did. And there's a lot of proof that we have anti-gravity. And this is all being kept from us. So when this thing goes hot or kinetic, we're going to see spaceships. Is that the anti-gravity you speak of? Yes. You mean in a spaceship, water falls uphill? It can if you reverse the gravity flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've reached a new high, pun intended, on roll route. We're now talking about the day spaceships are going to be known to show up. Right. And and I, I, I can guarantee you that many, many people are going to change their underwear when a mothership appears over their city. <laughs> but, and we can joke about that. But, uh, you know, um, we, we can, but we still have, I believe somebody have to correct me, but I believe it was the fall of, no, it was the spring of 2019, where every night in a path from Colorado to Minnesota, every night there were drones spotted flying over rural areas of Colorado, South Dakota, Nebraska got hit really hard. I think a bit of Iowa and Minnesota. Nobody ever explained. I talked to my governor. Nobody ever had a clue what was really going on with that. And it just came and went. If you've noticed, a lot of the issues had popped up and then all of a sudden disappeared. Nobody right. discusses I, them again. I did notice that. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. Oh, kind of. And so so who controls who controls the uh, the media system? And that's where we get into, we've been infiltrated and they, you know, first you capture, first you capture the, the, the money and then, and use the money to capture the rest. And so, I mean, now just look, I, I think right about now people are starting to wake up. We had this collapse of the uh, FTX, right? Which only took out $32 billion in a day. Right. And and, you know, you, you, you sit there and go how, ask some simple questions. How can a 30 year old kid become a billionaire in only a few years and, and be allowed to do this or um, th that this happens? Well, it's easy if the entire financial system is a fraud. Right. And not only that, now it's going to come out who he's linked to. 
Well, I've only heard one name so far, and it's Mitch McConnell. I think it's a lot deeper than that. I agree. Was, yeah, and um, and that this gets into one of you know, of course, we look at what happened this week of significance, November the sixteenth, nineteen fourteen. The Federal Reserve System formally opens. So we've been under the Federal Reserve System for over 100 years. And you got to ask a simple question. How come the world reserve currency has never been audited? Mm -hmm. well, right. There's only one answer. They didn't have the money? <laughs> Something to hide. Yeah, to hide. To hide what was going on. Something to hide. Right. And then, then they add in another piece of the puzzle that Nixon took us off the gold standard in uh, 71. And that allowed just massive printing. And, uh, of course, we can't tell how much massive printing. And now, um, how, how do you say it? Um, you know, the chickens come home to roost. Mm -hmm. And they're going to lay a golden egg. And we'll do that <clears throat> when we get back to the second half of Roll Rot with J.C. Cole after this. Let's talk about Protect the Harvest. We continue to focus on the infrastructure of property rights, the ability of people to take care of their property as, see, as they see fit. And then when that happens, you need to achieve a profit. And by achieving a profit, you continue to produce what it is that people need. That's sheer economics. And what Protect the Harvest does is get you the information as an individual to continue those basic economic principles all stemming from property rights. Truth of the matter is that we have a challenge in front of us, and J.C. talks about it every single week right here, the challenges to the infrastructure, and it all comes back to our complacency allows these things to happen. Protect the Harvest is about helping you get over complacency, empowering you to do the right thing so that we, at the end of the day, maintain a free and fed America. That is what it's about. Protecttheharvest.com. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Loose alongside JC Cole. I, I want you to explain because I wrote about crypto mining this week and I didn't write about it as a currency per se, kind of, but I wrote about it as what I have learned in terms of how energy dependent it is to have one transaction. It's not even hidden. One digital transaction requires 1,739 kilowatt hours of electricity. So in an energy grid that's already taxed, I did talk to Nebraska Public Power, and they have no concern about the load that we currently have. It's not like we're worried about being too much. We will have spikes when there's a high demand and extreme cold. That, that, that's aside from the point. So th that is not the issue. And the crypto mining is supposed to be about energy that was going to waste, like flares from uh, oil recovery and, and capturing that energy to use crypto mining. But, JC, I still don't get my mind around Number one, the energy intensity. And number two, is Bitcoin and digital currency a good thing or a bad thing? And I, I ask that because I'm a, I believe in government liberation. And as long as we have the U.S. dollar, you have some control by the federal government. 
My bacon is my currency. I can trade you bacon for water, whatever. Cryptocurrency, is it part of our future no matter what? Or is it just that first step into the one world currency which leads to all evil? Well, I, I think it, it, it can be both. I think it's, 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 all, it's a tool. And a tool can be used for good and a tool can be used for evil. And that seems to be a fight on who's going to control the tool. And that is always an issue with a currency. Who controls currency? And if you look at history, you know, who, it, it used to be who controlled the gold content in the coin. And, um, of course, that would be the government. And, and they would debase the content and the value of the currency. So now we are at a very weird time um, because we're, we're going away from a paper currency, which would be also known as fiat, though fiat is that it's um, the faith of the government, but we were using a paper, paper currency and now they're trying to go to a digital currency and who controls the digital currency? That can be, uh, taken over by a very nefarious group and and lead into what we would consider uh, the mark of the beast. That if you don't do what they say, they turn off your currency. Mm -hmm. um, uh, of course, at the same time, if they can't control the currency, like Bitcoin to some degree, then you could trade outside of their control. Right? And so so it, we're we're actually in that battle. And of course, the other issue links in with energy. We have been lied to about energy. You know, oil is not a fossil fuel. Oil is produced by the in um, the in internal parts of the uh, of the earth, and so to some degree is unlimited. Right, the whole thing of peak oil was a fraud to drive up the price to get money to the controllers. Right. And now we do have a problem with peak refining because we haven't put in uh, a refinery what, since late 70s. And, 79. And it seems like almost every month one catches on fire. Did you notice I know. that? I did. Yeah. All right. Now it's like so little by little, the production um, uh, refining capabilities are, are slowly being boiled like a frog and closed down. So again, everything comes to energy and food. So if, and, and now we know, anybody who looks into it knows for a fact that Nikola Tesla was correct and that there's Tesla technology that allows us an abundance of energy at extreme low cost, just actually putting in the, the facility to get it. And, but it can't be monitored and it can't be controlled. So, so that goes right to the, the heart of the battle. We have these bloodlines that controlled finance and controlled energy for a thousand years, uh, going all the way back to um, the Romans. And what the Romans did was they controlled the salt mines because a thousand years ago, your only way to preserve food was salt. Mm -hmm. And of course, the British learned that when, in India when they re, um, when it was against the law for the um, the people of India to go to the sea and and uh, evaporate. The water and have salt. That was whole, the whole thing. Gandhi's march to the sea. So we're looking at the collapse of a control 
system, right? And they know it, and they're trying to create the collapse so bad that they can resurrect the phoenix in control of themselves. And you heard the, you know, uh, Darth Vader himself, Bao Schwab, say, right? We will bring in a new financial system, and you will own nothing. Right? Well, and be enough. happy. Yeah, well, the happy part's nice. It was considering, you know, it could be the old Nazis, and you will be hey. miserable. <laughs> just so I'm happy, nothing else matters. And I'm not just saying that. Therein lies the problem. Everybody's going about their daily life, and as long as it doesn't affect them and what they're doing, I don't need to engage. I don't care that Arizona, I don't care that my own county had a fraudulent election, as long as I'm happy. Yes, that's true. And of course, of course, we know from pharma pharmaceuticals that they can just turn off part of your deductive reasoning and you will be in a trance thinking you're happy. Yeah. Right. Right. So so it, it's really humanity is waking up. And unfortunately, that means that there's going to be a very, very nasty battle. I spent a lot of time, I thought about this when you're talking about the Romans and preserving food. Uh, 10 years ago, I don't spend as much time on it now, even though I still take a nitrate supplement every single day. No2u.com in case you want one. And it was Dr. Nathan Bryan, the foremost authority in the world on nitrates, dietary nitrates, that really got me to understand the science behind this. And we had this whole phase of our life in the early 2000s when if there was nitrate in your food it was bad we had to demonize nitrate nitrate yes. is a food preservative and the reason that nitrates number one they benefit your cardiovascular system they feed your immune system they feed your mental capacity and most importantly they preserve your food so if it preserves your food why wouldn't it also preserve you as a human being? And more importantly, if it preserves your food, you're going to have a supply of food without the modern conveniences. But that was I, I, demonized for a reason. Now I understand why the reason. Well, well, I think the bigger picture is that if we as humans are kept unhealthy, obviously our body doesn't run at optimum levels. And that includes our brain, and our third eye. That includes our intuition, our ability to communicate to, let's say, God um, and, and, and each other. I mean, my mom was really good at it. I couldn't get away with hardly anything when I was a kid. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And so if you, if you start to um, um, make, the system, uh, make the body unhealthy, it can't perform at, at top levels. And so they're keeping us in check um, and, and, and even worse, making a cash flow out of it. You know, you, 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 the, the standard doctor, and, and listen, I have great respect for doctors, but the standard doctors are put into the situ situation where they have to follow what, uh, what the Nazis at the top say, or they lose their license. And we see that happening. Right. And, and that, this whole thing is not to heal people. It's to keep them on a cash flow. 
That reminds me of another thing I worked on a lot in the early 2000s when I discovered that the third leading cause of death in the United States, dating back to 2000, I can verify, was medical doctor error. Yeah. And so we would have tons of people get all get their panties in a wad over eating a beefsteak because it might lead to cardiovascular disease and a heart problem. When in fact, it was equal to that you were going to die going to the hospital and medical doctor here. And everybody said, oh, well, that people make mistakes. That's just the way that it is. It's all just a bunch of whitewashing. It is. It's a very complex system. And and in that we get lost and and, uh, you know, and 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 you can see the programming. Trust the science. Yeah. Trust the science. And it's like, uh, trust the science taking an experimental jab that nobody did any testing on now that they admitted it. Yeah. You know, it's like, how about this? Trust the velocity of a bullet. <laughs> you know, had it not been for, I mean, I mean right, right now looking at the big picture, it seems as though the, the COVID situation was brought on to try to decelerate and to eliminate a lot of this awakening but it had the opposite effect because you know i've been talking about the importance of dietary fat and nitrates for 20 plus years and most people thought i was just nuts all of a sudden now after they see the facts on covid on the vaccine the jab uh remdesivir killing people in the hospital they're waking up saying wait a minute what else have i been lied to about it's had the opposite effect I actually came out and wrote a paper that, you remember, the um, 13 American gray swans that show that there are 13 yep. ways that our supply chain can collapse, at least 13. There are a few more. Um, but and, and uh, when I actually wrote it, COVID-19 may save America. Why? Because I came back and I said, our supply chain is positioned to collapse. And, and of course, my friends, who are, are all engineers and quite brilliant, said, no way, this couldn't happen. And of course, COVID-19 proved really quickly it could happen. It's very simple, right? Um, you know, because of economics of scale, if we, get, uh, if we get a pandemic in those factories, they shut down and COVID proved it. We have to, we have to, uh, we have no fail safe for this, this uh, supply chain and we have to create it. And of course, that brings us to what you and I have been talking about. It has to be local community production for a certain percentage of food. The alarm is going off. Are you going to hit snooze or get up and do something about it? One segment left. We'll do it after this. And what JC's talking about is all driven by electricity, the reliable source of electricity that we have, which is environmentally friendly, is coal. Have you seen what's happening in terms of the reduction of the nutrients going into the atmosphere? Carbon dioxide down by 27%, sulfur oxide down by 92%, nitrous oxide down by 87%. It's all on the Department of Energy. It is about life powered by coal. Welcome back. Roll route, Trent Lewis alongside J.C. Cole. Just reminding people to plan and prepare. That's it. It's that simple. No more difficult than that. What's your plan? What's your preparation? Yep. 
And, um, you know, that leads into the, probably the two best books I ever saw were um, Dare to Prepare by Holly Dale and, and uh, When Technology Fails uh, by Matt Stein. And now we're watching technology fail, un unfortunately, uh, in Europe, where the Europeans are just getting um, blitzkrieged by energy costs. You know, the, uh, the innocent, honest people. And, you know, there's now shortages of firewood. It's like in Europe, um, you, my understanding, it's almost impossible to find a wood stove, right? And actually, even here, wood stove sales are going up as people are looking for alternative heating options. Hey, Trent, did we mention that? No, no, I wish you would have two years ago. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, I, sorry, it was off my mark. <laughs> hey, I found one that a buddy is making and selling, and he and, and I might have more information soon because I think I'm going to have one that will burn either wood or coal. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Because at some point there will be a coal train tip over at hazard, and I'll be able to go down there and get a winter supply of you know, coal. And coal is a, a better concentration of um, of energy. It is. Yeah, and so we need to have. You know, there, there's always a um, um, a temporary solution, and then there's a permanent solution, and so we better scramble fast to get those temporary solutions. And when you know, and, and one of the things that to, to do is, if your house, you might have to cut off part of your house from heating, and concentrate it into a warm room. I mean, for for goodness sakes, your bedroom doesn't have to be you know 50 degrees. I mean, I slept in a pup tent to 34, uh, 32 below zero. It just depends on how much blankets you have. <laughs> you know how many houses have thermostats set at 50 degrees? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I, I was being polite. Yes. Nobody. 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 That's, that's <laughs> true. You know, the, my first trip to Europe was in the uh, late 70s, and we stayed in a um, kind of like a townhouse um, in... in um, in uh, Antwerp, in, in Belgium. And I was just amazed at how cold it was in most of the rooms. They only kept the kitchen and the family room heated and everything else was like 50 degrees. Well, that makes and perfect I, sense to me. Absolutely, especially if you think it was, uh, it was the late 70s, so it was only 30 years after World War II. The people alive yeah. still experienced World War II. And and uh, the buzz I, I can I can see the thermostat in this studio. It's set on sixty two. I feel like I should go over and turn it down to fifty six now. Oh yes, right. You know, and uh, well, you know, it's nothing quite like financial pressure to really <laughs> inspire change. No kidding. But, right. You know, actually, that's the only thing that inspires change. To be honest. Well, you know, if you actually look at us, you know, as humans, we either go for the carrot or we run up, move away from the stick. So when you learn that yourself, you can apply the carrot and the stick to yourself. And, and of course, we'll, we'll move faster mm -hmm. to, to, to get away from the stick. Absolutely, we will. Right. And, Thank uh, you for that history lesson, Theodore Roosevelt. We appreciate you checking in here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> speak softly and carry a big stick, a big stick. <laughs> right <laughs>
So, so we are going into, we've got to watch, but we are going into uh, uh, um, some very serious chaos, especially in the inner cities, as this system starts to get more tense. Um, it's going to be financial, it's going to be food, it's going to be energy, and the, you know, the writing is on the wall. And so get ahead of the curve as best as possible. We've been echoing that sentiment how many consecutive weeks? A lot. <laughs> I wonder how many people have changed anything they do in their daily life. I think a bunch, but not, not you know, it, it might not have been a really radical change, but a bunch. Mm. We've been getting some feedback. Good. You know, hey, you know, especially on the diesel. Hey, okay, it was uh, six months since you've been yapping about diesel and I decided to buy it. Um, and now look what's happening. Yeah. Uh, I might add there that I bought diesel um, at my volume that I thought I needed because of you uh, at the high. <laughs> <laughs> Before it came back down a little bit. Well, well, timing is, you know, listen, Timing's we didn't do everything. timing, but uh, it's the, it might've been the high at that point, but you're going to be thankful because yeah, because it looks like diesel's easily going to go to ten dollars here in America, and we already know it's twelve dollars in in uh, Britain. Okay. So Andrew also shared this morning on Across the Pond that uh, they announced in the UK today that nobody will be able to buy more than one dozen of eggs at a time. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. And a dozen of eggs has gone from, uh, I think he said, a dollar, uh, 1.39 pounds. Uh, no, is it one, 139 pence? 139 Correct. pence, which would be equivalent to dollar forty a dozen, to now $2.60 a dozen, which I'm shocked is still that low if they're rationing them. Right. And one of the things I, I picked up, is the first thing to disappear in a war zone relative to food is animal protein. Mm -hmm. And of course, the chicken egg is the easiest animal protein to, um, to uh, grow and also to transport because it doesn't really take any processing. You know, you just put it in a carton. Um, I'm writing down a note. You're reminding me that Chicken eggs are my insect consumption. So I'm complying with the standards to eat insects when I'm eating eggs every single day. There we go. Okay. Because that's and what a chicken does. Chicken eats insects. Now, I do anticipate that there are negative parts of our government that are going to come in and try to save us by culling our chickens, uh, claiming that they have bird flu. So for, I still see birds flying around. So That's already happened. Yes, and, and it is happening. And there's going to be a time when somebody's going to have to stand up and say, you're not allowed near my chickens. Yeah. 50 million so far this year in the United States alone. Yeah. And, and if you look, there is a, um, an evil clandestine move to get rid of animal protein. And, and of mm -hmm. course, what does that do to us? That brings us right back to being unhealthy. 
Well, actually, that ties into the whole diabetes conversation, because as we started demonizing animal protein in 1977, diabetes just started skyrocketing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've ever actually, you know, had the case of the runs and tried to play football that day, but you didn't do real well. I've actually never played football other than oh, okay. flag football and P.E. Well, well, it's it, it, it's just the, you know, the body doesn't perform real well when you're sick. Right. I think it would be the same whether it was football, baseball or basketball. That part's true. Yeah. I and, played those uh, others. Yeah. And, and if you look at, you know, you look at even going back to the, the whole thing with ticks and Lyme disease. Um, during World War, I think it was during World War I, uh, uh, some German scientists came up with this theory that if they could, uh, if they could somehow create a, a dangerous disease in a tick and put it into the, um, into the trenches, the other army would, uh, would uh, get sick and not be able to fight. Hello, us, Niall. Yeah. And um, uh, seems that uh, they let the, uh, as they say, Pandora's box, they let, uh, let it out, and now it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and along with that, you know, they, some of the cures for it would be like a Rife machine, which works on frequencies. And um, they made it illegal to practice with uh, a Rife machine. But a, a, a Rife machine, there's proof, cures cancer. Yeah, we. I, I argued for a long time with the people who said we could cure cancer if we want to. There's just too much money in it. I don't argue with them anymore. It's pretty clear. There's and and um, unfortunately, it, there you. There is going to be an argument that at some point humanity. Uh, grows to the point where it exhausts its resources. What the number is, I don't know. But these people started to, uh, um, how would you say, uh, control human growth um, mm-hmm. by by uh, uh, removing removing the solutions to to uh, um, disease. Um, and and even in the third world country, I remember reading on it. You know the number one killer is waterborne diseases, and so they they go well. Let us come in here and solve this for you. You know uh, because we have the water treatments now, and the guys go no, no, no. We already have a food problem, right? Um, you know we 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 don't need more people. Uh, so this is this is a big argument. It is a big argument, and I all I know for sure, JC, is that at ten billion globally, we don't come close to tapping out what the resources will do. But somebody arbitrarily—I think it was a chimpanzee expert named Jane Goodall. Actually, she deemed that the world should only have three billion people, so that's where we're headed. Well, I, I yeah, I, I unfortunately, I think that uh, that that may be one of the marks that they're going after. And she is the first person recorded to verbally say that publicly. Maybe other people had the idea, but she's the first one to say it publicly. We have successfully journeyed down the road connecting food producers to food consumers and giving you a tidbit to think about in terms of planning and preparation for the chaos. It's coming. 
It's coming. It's for J.C. Cole, Trent Luce. Both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a roll route. And finally today, we want to talk about the Wall of Honor. You know, the veterans have done so much, and we can't say thank you enough. But what we can do, particularly in the local area, everything I'm talking about is local. In our local community, the Wall of Honor does a tremendous job of illustrating those individuals who have contributed so much to improving our opportunity for the pursuit of happiness because they've taken an oath to the Constitution, and that does not end when their service ends. The Wall of Honor, we need your assistance. Make a contribution. Submit a loved one. Go check out what we're doing to pay tribute and say honor. We honor you for your sacrifice. TheWallOfHonor.org. 